0: listening to History Man 1781, a project of ekbarns.com, where we walk in the footsteps of heroes and proclaim freedom reigns. On today's podcast, we're talking to William E. Sprouse, tour director of the Cross Keys House uh, with the Union County Historical Society in Union, South Carolina. Welcome, William. Thank you. Hey, man. We're, Pleasure we're, to be here. We're excited to have you. Well, and thank I, you so much. And I know our listeners are going to be spellbound. Well, by I, your, hope, by I certainly your. hope so. We've got a lot of history
1: we can share with them. You,
0: you're exactly right. Union, uh, we were talking before the podcast how this part of the country is kind of a, not in the history books, but or it was of paramount importance to the founding of this nation, liberty's sake. Correct. And in fact, had, had Union not been a part of that, uh, we we may well have been under British, British command rule, or right. British that's, rule. That's, that's true, that's so, correct. Tell us a little bit, we'll start off, tell us a little bit about what you do at Cross Keys and, okay. and, and um, that history.
1: Okay, um, well Cross Keys was a house that was built in 1812-1814 uh, by Mr. Barham Bobo and it uh, sits on the confluence of uh, the Jones Ford Road and the Buncombe Statescoach Road. He built this house about 1812-1814. Uh, the significance, the historical part, is on April the 30th, 1865, the very end of the Civil War. Uh, a visitor with about five, with about four cabinet members, uh, on Sunday afternoon, knocked on Mrs. Mary Whitmire Davis's door, and it was none other than uh, Confederate President Jefferson Davis, Judah Benjamin, uh, Reagan Mallory, and the highest-ranking officer with them was Gen- Brigadier General. John Cabell Breckenridge. Now the historical part of him is he was uh, Franklin Pierce vice president and he also ran against Abraham Lincoln in 1860. They sat at the table there in the dining room at the Cross Keys house and had a meal. They were actually headed from Richmond uh, all the way down to the Trans-Mississippi to get away from the Yankees and of course we naturally when he left Union left the Cross Keys house he went to Clinton, and he went to Greenwood then he went to Abbeville, where he had his last cabinet meeting, Burke Stark Mansion in Abbeville, crossed the Vanna River and made it through Washington, Georgia, and got captured at Irvingville, Georgia, by the Yankees. Did he have a train of gold with him? Well, that's some speculation. The actual train had about $235,000 worth of Confederate gold. We were told... He left Richmond to Danville, Virginia, to Charlotte. When we say train, we're not talking that about would, actual train, no, train. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that that would actually be yeah on the train tracks. Okay. Yeah, he loaded Now he see he had about fifteen hundred soldiers in his escort okay. on just nothing but horses when he got to Union. But when he left his wife and children, it was at Charlotte, and uh, they loaded the Confederate gold up on the train. And it's amazing that even thirty miles from where we are sitting right now. None other than a very important general helped escort the gold train from Chester to Abbeville, South Carolina. And you know who that was?
0: Who?
1: General Braxton Bragg. Is that right? General Braxton Bragg. He, Bragg. And, and that was his wife was on the train with the gold. And then that was the, last, the next place that he met her was after he left Charlotte was in Abbeville, South Carolina.
0: There's, a, there's interesting stories going along with all that Confederate gold. It yeah. is amazing,
1: and the house that I uh, show on Saturdays, first and third Saturdays of each month, we have more people that want to come out with a metal detector thinking that the gold came through there. Well, now, we will give you that. There might have been some gold that was with the soldiers because he did help pay them off as they got closer to being captured. And as they got to their houses, they peeled off and went home, so they hadn't been paid in like four years but, uh, and every year around April the 30th, the last full weekend before April 30th, we always have the reenactment of uh, Confederate President Jefferson Davis' visit. We have about 120,
0: 130
1: reenactors, and we do the reenactment of the visit there.
0: I see. So I it's see. pretty cool. There's uh, there's little sub-stories that go along with that story uh, where there was maybe a, a Union cavalry in, in disguise that was going with that... Uh, With that 1,500 cavalry escort or whatever, very well, man. We do know
1: for a fact that uh, the Yankees were shadowing uh, Davis's uh, escort troop from uh, Charlotte all the way to Union. They were within about 15, 20 miles, which is fairly close when you got a rear guard that's right that's trying to help you. But uh, it's amazing that even and let me mention this too. We couldn't figure out how the significance of why. You know, even with the Underground Railroad during the in the war with the blacks, uh, they had their safe houses coming down the road because uh, Jefferson Davis says that his grandmother was a Murphy, and the Bobo's built the house, so the family of Murphys/slash Bobo were collateral kin. So he probably his great grandmother was a Murphy from Cross Keys Unionville District. Wow. And that how it ties in, so it's amazing how history ties in. It is, and,
0: and this is a, a cauldron of history here. It this, is, really. In, it, in is. it is. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, another event that y'all were trying to to make happen out there at Cross Keys uh, that is more specifically tied to the Revolutionary War.
1: Right, and this will be the Battle of Blackstock, which was about three and a half miles from where Cross Keys' house is. Uh, this, of course, has happened in November, and uh, General... Uh, Thomas Sumter, Gamecock, he was at the Battle of Fish Dam, and of course they got surprised that night by the British, and he escaped across the river. They left fires burning, and of course there was some speculation the actual battle was fought on Chester County side. Okay. Union tries to claim that, but the actual battle was fought on Union you know, because they found the actual campsite. So Sumter left fires, and he escaped across Broad River by way of the Indian dam that was built to catch fish during mm-hmm. the prehistoric days. So anyway, he made his way finally to the furthest part of Union Pass, Cross Keys, and he had run about as far as he could run. And so he had he knew that Tarlington then joined in and was trying to pursue Sumter. He wanted to get that was his purpose to, to catch him and kill him. So they wound up at a farm which is about three and a half, four miles from the Cross Keys house, which was William Blackstock's farm. Well, one of the persons that was with uh, Sumter knew of William Blackstock's farm. They knew it was on high ground. He always fought on high ground. And so Sumter, uh, Sumter decided that he would take that person's word, so he decided that he would uh, mount his, dismount his people there. They would get behind the fences. They would get in the farmhouse. They'd get in the woods. And Tarlington, as vain as he was, he was in pursuit, so he outrun most of his infantry all he had was he didn't have one cannon of artillery and then he had mostly cavalrymen well the cavalry they were the green dragoons they couldn't fight much from a horse with a sword and or a musket so as tarleton came they sucked him right up the main road Tarniton, like i said he was like pursuing a hurt a hurt rabbit like a wolf would so they sucked him up the old road which is still there the old road is still there you can even sure see the remains of the road that's cut in the, in the hillside. He sucked him right up, and as he gave the a command, make sure that not, you see the whites of their eyes, that was by someone else, they coined that phrase, but until you get one in Turkey shooting range, and then you can bust them between the eyes. And so that's what they did. They, un, they, they just really unloaded a, a mass barrage onto uh, Tarleton. There was total confusion. Tarleton didn't get hit, but he lost a good many of his soldiers. And even in the fray, uh, Sumter was up in his camp that we can show you actually in the pines there where his camp was. He was turning, and one of the retreating British soldiers actually turned and fired, and that's where he caught Sumter up on the shoulder blade. Sumter almost died on the battlefield. Sumter decided that they decided that they had to go to the ford on Tiger River and cross it. They waited till it got dark, they sent the fires like they did at Fish Dam. And as the fires were burning that night, they slipped across the ford there at Tiger River. You can still see the actual ford from 1780, 1781, where they actually crossed. And so naturally, the next day, in the British mind, whoever was on the battlefield was the winner. So who was on the battlefield? Tarlington in the British. But Tarlington wrote who? Cornwallis, that he only lost about 10 or 12 men, but we actually have some mass graves out that the University of South Carolina Archaeological Department found that probably is about 11 mounds that would probably be anywhere from 50 to 60 soldiers that were killed at the Battle of Blackstock.
0: So what do you think Tarleton did? Do you think Tarleton didn't...
1: He came back and he lied to General Cornwallis that he 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 won the battle. He won the battle and he didn't lose but 10 or 12 men.
0: It's interesting because historians now say that that's Tarleton's first loss. It was, it was
1: Tarleton's first loss in the, in the United States of America.
0: I was uh, talking to, uh, with one of the other historians here, and that we were talking about some of this battle. Sumter gets a bad rap in, in many respects. Right. From a historical perspective. Right. Mainly because of after his wounds here, he goes and convalesces. Francis Marion comes to to Swamp comes Fox. to the table. Slump Fox comes up right. Pickens comes to the table right. Francis Pickens. Sumter yeah. is left when he comes back to the battlefields. He's getting up. He's getting just whoever will come come to the camp right at that right. point right. And he right. he doesn't win and, right. and he doesn't participate with the Continentals that have come in, uh, and there may be some uh, speculation as to right. why he doesn't do that, but it's interesting to me that. As a result of Sumter being on the battlefield, he defeats he defeats Tarleton's people, right? Trained British soldiers, Christian Huck, right? That was that was Sumter's people, Bratton. Right. Them. He defeats them at Brattonsville, right? Right. Defeats wymus which was Tarleton's people, big guy. Okay, big that guy. That was Fish Dam Ford, right? And then he defeats Tarleton at Blackstock. At Blackstock, which was three battles, three straight. Against against British, uh, trained train troops, regulars, and they were right. they were amazing. They yeah. were amazing. Yeah. So uh, despite what you may say, what they may say about Sumter, uh, he defeated those three big wings of uh, Corn Willis's. And uh, we even have some
1: some artifacts upstairs and the okay. museum. You spotted that uh, were actually found off of the uh, Battle of Blackstock. The little green dragoon buttons, the little silver buttons that were actually right. unearthed right. out there. So it's you see, it was a good good sized battle. It was. It was, battle. it was. But don't you think the way that. Do you think the Patriot was the film The Patriot? We know that Tavington was Tarlington. We know that. Correct. The guy that played him. Sumter was played by Mel Gibson. You think, that you was think it was Sumter, or do you think it was?
0: I, my understanding of what it was, it was a conglomeration of, uh, uh, of all those different right, heroes right, there. Right. Uh, because, um, you know, there was some trepidation. Sumter had actually lost or or left left the Continental Army left left the Patriot forces right in between the time that he was out at Fort Moultrie uh, And then the time that they came back in 1780 to to take Charleston. Sumter had actually left to go you know help his wife get the plantations going and and to 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 work the fields and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So and it wasn't until they burned his house that he got back in it
1: That's right. That was enough to and you remember that was in the Patriot. That was right in the house, That's taking exactly the son as prisoner. And
0: when uh, when Sumter went up to Charlotte to get his his, uh, his army together, uh, Huck went on his little scout and started burning Hill's Irons Works and, and all of those places. Right, right. All of those places. Well, back they were destroyed. Distra- well, they,
1: the, most of the British, though, well, especially Target, he had no quarter anyway, right? He That's would right. just shoot the. the the giving up forces, he just shot them dead.
0: Uh, Yeah, he definitely did that at Buford's Buford's Massacre. Now whether or not that was actually a massacre is Mm -hmm. is full of propaganda. I think the Americans did some good job on propaganda there. So tell us uh, what you would want people to take away from their visit here to Union.
1: Well, being one of the main uh, uh, actually Revolutionary War battles, that was actually won by the the, the Patriots. Uh, We have a lot of history here based on that and even from the perspective even if I can you know bring it forward with uh, the war between the states okay Uh I've one of three well where I work at Cross Keys that's one of three places in Union County that President Jefferson Davis actually stopped and okay. had a bill now uh, we don't know whether he ever stopped at the mansion of William Henry Giss, who was the session governor or not but we don't have any recollection of that but uh there's another place about eight miles away from where the cross keys house is where he spent the night the night before he got to us at the cross keys and this was at the home of Mrs. jane giles her okay. husband was captain jr got killed at the battle of seven pines so okay. they tie in and then it's amazing how everything has a link to it in history that's that's what i want people to bring away from union uh we're rich in history we, we actually, had a little county of Union, which has 29,000-some-odd people, actually produced three governors for the state of South Carolina. Not many counties our size can brag about that.
0: That's right. And, and uh, I, one of the other ladies was talking in, in a previous podcast that uh, when the drafts went out, they didn't have to do the draft. We in didn't union. do the
1: draft in Union. Everybody volunteered. Everybody volunteered. What do you think that is? Patriotism. Okay. Patriotism, Do you think? especially fighting uh, Nazi Germany, especially fighting what they knew was wrong. Sure. And I know my mother said that uh, they were at, they had just gotten out of church on Sunday, December seventh, nineteen forty one. Okay. Pearl Harbor, and they just gotten home, and boy, everybody in my family, and my mother's side of the family, and my uh, my dad's side of the family, they didn't have to worry about you didn't draft anyway. You just went join because you was gonna go fight those folks. You really did, cause you were fighting for still liberty still liberty it still ties in with that liberty sure. what i call of of not perfect freedom but the freedom what to government well when you, you don't have perfect freedom because you don't have a right to do everything you want to you have to do everything within laws okay uh so you don't have there's no such thing as perfect freedom you know people say i would like to be perfectly free but you can't be ever perfectly free because you got laws you have to obey, whether you like them or not. And mm-hmm. they're man-made laws. Sure. And we have some God's laws, too, sure. that we have to obey morally. So I, the morals figures in there, too, I think, as far as, as, as that, as far as being totally free.
0: What kind of plans you got
1: coming up? Well, we are supposed to tie in at the Krosky's house. We wanted to cross over to even the Revolutionary War and have that as a mustering okay. ground to let revolutionary reenactors actually be there and camp on site and show the public how it was even in the 1780s, compared to how it was there in the 1860s. So you get the two different things. I don't know whether we're gonna do this together. Some of the board members that thought about maybe, know whether you do something in the morning, Revolution, and then have something in the afternoon, Civil War, that would be a possibility, but that way you give them a contrast between how far we did from 1780 to even 1868 through 1865.
0: I think what's interesting about these reenactments, uh, uh, most people. Yes. Uh, and and, and I, I'm going to include myself on that. Right. Most people don't uh, have a gauge in their mind how many just in the Civil War. Just let's talk about Jefferson Davis's visit to Cross Keys. Right. He brought with him a contingent of 1,500. About oh, 1,500 soldiers, right? No, it's hard to imagine that many
1: in one area. On horses. On horses. Camped out in a in a yard. And how do you Camped feed them? Camped out in a yard. And, and they you know, were on their own. Where, they were on their own there, but yeah, how do you feed them?
0: How do you feed them? Where do you water them? How yeah. do you shod, the, shod yeah. them? Yeah. You know, all the things that go along with that. It's hard right. for people to imagine that. It and is the very thing much. thing very about much. the type of... Uh, event that you're talking about right. is you do have some some things that uh, people out there to help explain that and you see right. the, you can right. even gauge you know even if you had a hundred reenactors out there, you could Correct. you could gauge okay multiply this by 15 right you know? there you go and right. you got it and imagine
1: these people spread out here and then even in in commanding them that's right. God, how do you command them? How, how do you, do you how do you keep them together? That's right. You know, somebody's got that's to be right. in charge, but somebody's going to be in charge and then somebody. In other words, it all comes down to, everybody's got to be able to take orders. The devil,
0: the devil is in the details when Amen. you start getting that Amen. many. And
1: that, it and, and it really is yes,
0: and you have to be able to take orders. So uh, real quickly, okay. you have a uh, a a relative. That was that you can trace all the way back to the Revolutionary Wars, right? Correct? Back to, to the
1: Battle of Kings Mountain, and that would have been William Steen. Okay. And he actually was Mayor Sarah Vance, and they were from North Carolina.
0: Is this Governor Vance's? I
1: don't know. I have not tied that in yet, but it sounds like it would be kin to
0: Governor Vance. Governor Vance. She was
1: 1773 to 1850. William Steen, who was 1767 to 1820. Okay. And I've got, as of yet, have not mapped like Ms. Jean did. All I want to do this. I want to map all the battles out, and I like to get concrete stuff on that. Sure. So But his son was Gideon Steen, okay. who married my Sarah Steen, who finally married. His daughter was Sarah Steen, who married my James Johnson Crocker. That's where my relatives come to line there, okay. on the Crocker line.
0: Okay, so okay. your relative was who at Kings Mountain? That would have been it, uh, William Steen. William Steen. By that way, right. Do you know yes. who he fought under, where, what side of the mountain he was on? He would have been
1: under, would he not have been under, uh, name me somebody, see if I can figure out. He'd have been probably Tracy. You know, I've been told so okay. mentioned Tracy. He, he should have been maybe under that. I don't, I don't know exactly who.
0: Tracy, I think, said that hers was under Jameson, uh, but he was, she, he was also under Bratton at right. one time. It could have been yeah, Colonel so kind of over there, York right, County, Hill, right. Over there. Yeah. Um, Probably coming from that area of...
1: Uh, which would have been Sumter's North men. Carolina. Right. Right. So, right, right,
0: right. And Sumter would have been grabbing people up all the way from, from that side all the way over here. Right, right, um, right. right. So, and then coordinating with Rutherford and right. and McDowell right. and, and those, those guys from there. Yeah.
1: Um, it's pretty sure. cool to know that your relative way back off. Seven, eight generations were not well, only is it back. pretty cool, it's pretty rare. Yes, it
0: is. I mean, when we talk about the melting pot of the America, uh, that America is the melting pot of the world. Right. And and all the people that have come into America right. since the founding, I mean, we have been the beacon of liberty True. for the world. True. Right. True. 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 And they still, I mean, we see the immigration crisis that we have going on now. They're fighting to get into our country for because a reason. Because of freedom. And it came back to That's the exact. liberty and the fight that happened here. Amen. That's right. And we've got three big battles that happened in Union County. We've got Musgrove Mills, we've got Fishing Dam, mm-hmm. and we've got um, Blackstock. Blackstock. Yes. Three yeah. big battles. Amazing. In a small county. In a small county, and uh, out on the edge On the edge of the colony at that point, because west of here, yes, we've got the Cherokee Indians. That's true. That's all. Yeah, it was Indian territory. It's Indian territory. Right. Right. And uh, so, very, very phenomenal part of the country, and it's a part of the
1: country that is overlooked by many historians. It really is. I wish we could get uh, maybe, maybe we can plug ourselves on this. Maybe so. Talk right here. Let's. let's, so. let's do it. Tell me what liberty means to to you, William. Liberty would be the pursuit, and the, we, we we know the pursuit of happiness, sure. uh, quiet enjoyment, uh, that I can do within limits of what I want to do, as far as to get that happiness and quiet enjoyment, the ability to make money, the the, the ability to liberty to even elect uh, my officials, okay. and even when they're elected, uh, they don't tell us what to do; we tell them what to do. Supposed to, aren't we? Well, it's supposed to, but we've turned that around a little bit. Now they Some tell us. Lost the week. We've they yeah. tell us what to do, and even Ronald Reagan said that. You know, we tell you what to do. You don't tell us what to do because we elected you. But uh, I think it means quite enjoyment and, and the freedom to enjoy what uh, what you're able to make, what you're able to earn. You know, and uh, I mean that's it's amazing that we in our country we 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 seem to have it. Well, we've got the group here now that seems to want to undo all that I don't know what it is
0: I talked to somebody uh several years ago and Mm -hmm. they were talking about the wonderful thing about America is we have set up our government where we can have if we needed to a revolution every four years right at the election booth. right
1: right right that's right that's right if things aren't going the way right. we're wanting to go then we can then make you get him change. out because you don't like him that's right instead of what they can do for us right that's right all thank right you so much you're very me. welcome thank you for. It. well i appreciate the opportunity to talk to you